Hey, Pants People, last week was wild. Uh, a lot of you have reached out and said a lot of really nice things. Thank you for that. This next episode is really touching as well. So relax, enjoy it. Thank you for listening. Absolutely not. (laughs) We see various moments flash before us. Moments not connected by space or by time, but rather by a powerful yet intangible bond. A bond that has been so suddenly and cruelly severed. We open up Subsunko on a scene in the Dinsing Night Market. We see Pepper the Haringon. He is in his tent, surrounded by crates of fresh peppers. And he stares towards us and towards the flickering image of a screen, absorbing the news. His mouth is agape, eyes horrified, ears hanging low. And this is just the foreground of our shot. Behind him in the background, we see young Gammon Zangoon. He unpacks a, a crate of peppers. He's been helping Pepper out ever since he came into the market. We see Gammon turn to smile at a small figure resting on a nearby shelf. And just how Gammon Sangoon managed to get his hands on one of the straw Zebulon figures that have been all the rage in God's breath, made by Hannah, little Hannah, is a mystery to us. Gammon suddenly takes notice of Pepper's frozen form, and he, he curiously begins to approach. And we cut from that. We cut to the ugly coyote into more figures staring towards a flickering screen. Chester, Jeans, Fibro, Mulligan, Kiana, and Ader all together around a table. Chester is the first to break, heaving, shaking, sobs until he is grabbed by Jeans and pulled into a tight embrace. As all others stare towards the screen in shock, Chester pushes his face deeper into Jeans' shoulder and weeps. And we pan away from this, zooming towards a painted scene across the back wall of the coyote, depicting heroic Zebulon in bold fashion, standing against the evils of the rattle. And we cut again to a close-up exterior shot of a plain-looking door. We see fists pound against wood, a POV shot. And moments later, the door swings open to reveal the comfortable interior of a room at the Sandy Hill Inn. Jean Franklin stands in the doorway looking towards us with tired eyes his expression quickly shifts to a haughty annoyed arrogance but as silent words are exchanged we see that persona melt shoulder slumping legs shaken as those tired eyes begin to blur and then run with tears we cut to a cluttered mess of a manor a veritable hoard of trinkets garbage furniture anything you could imagine We zoom into the top of a pile where the beautiful contents of a red vase glow. A group of Laopop flowers. 
Suddenly, a large, hulking shadow appears behind the flowers, Zena's face illuminated by their petals. She smiles. She gently strokes at the stems of the flowers with the claw. Her eyes, usually darting and wild, seem to settle as they hold tightly to a treasured memory. And then this is interrupted by the sounds of knocking at her door. Zena turns away from the flower, beaming, nearly shaking with anticipation, for she just loves having company. And then we are in the crystalline streets of a rural town, just outside the great diamond dome that has become Sholei's own lair. Sholei herself and her human guise pushes through a crowd of eager, manic peoples, many of whom wear the black and yellow checkered vests of the paparazzi guild. A number of recording diamonds face the great brass dragon as questions are hurled her way. But we see Shole bat these off with a stony, cold expression. The shield bearer at the door has eyes on the ground as he performs the act of opening the way inside, and Shole just pushes past him. The door slowly, swiftly, I mean, closes, silencing a, a new surge of excited questions. And then we see her immediately almost violently transform as her body shifts into the form of the massive dragon. Her arms sweep out, toppling a tower of files and sending various papers scattering through the air. And as they flutter around her, we watch Sholei take in a few quick, agonized breaths as the same claw reaches to her back and begins to rip out a number of her scales, boiling tears sizzling as they hit the floor. And trickles of hot blood running down her sides. The great form of the dragon arches her head back as she screams into the vast chamber. <laughs> we cut to black. We open now on a single diamond resting on a dusty stone floor. The smooth top facet of this conical shape points towards an open door across the room. This is the recording diamond Zebulon dropped as he rushed into this manor not knowing that he would be recording his final moments. We see through the diamond into the dimly lit space. The open door is perfectly framed in the center of the shot. Zebulon's body lies just beyond it, with Dresden Kellig kneeling beside him, head low. A moment later, Jules and Crispin reach the the scene. As Crispin stands back, we see Jules drop beside Dresden. We watch a silent scene unfold as Jules shakes Zebulon by the shoulders. Zeb's head rolls back and we see Jules screaming something towards him. And then as Ramin enters the room, leading a crowd of people behind him, the diamond is nudged by a foot, rolling away from this scene and turning to face the slate gray of the stone wall. And here, I think we'll let some time pass as we transition to a mural of a black-haired woman shrouded in a black cloak. A serpent coils around her neck, its mouth open, hanging by her ear. La Katrina, the spirit form of death itself that watches over the Moreno Moreno Estate's ballroom-turned-temple. And as we zoom out from this figure, we can see that a large gathering has come together in the rear of Moreno's main floor. The makeshift benches are filled with old city folk. Every single survivor of Jessen's assault is there. As is Jean Franklin, whose head is buried in his hands, white-knuckled fingers pressing into his scalp. Zebulon's body lies on the altar, preserved by clerical magic. This is the work of a, a dwarven woman that stands by the body, a mysterious figure, tall for a dwarf with brown eyes and long, dark red hair, a single lock of white hanging over her forehead. Her face is cherubic, in stark contrast with her outfit, a black cloak with white lining, shoulders adorned by silvered raven's heads between which are draped beautiful black feathers. A black and silver brooch with a raven's head and ruby eyes held aloft by this woman as she whispers a quiet incantation, and a pale light surrounds Zebulon's body. This is Rinbel Strongheart, a traveler to Saint-Satian, the one with, in my setting at least, a rare clerical connection to a higher power. Though her interest lies more in exploring and understanding the strange magics that surround this city, particularly during the night they remembered, she has been assisting the clergy of the Moreno estate, whose own deity shares domain with hers. I figured 
given just how much she has done for us, it would only be right for a player character of Rochelle's to be here for this final celebration of Zebulon Black. Ramin Rasul stands on the other side of the altar. He blesses Zebulon with tearful prayers to the Sunweaver. Though Zeb grew up on the Citadel, his ancestry links back to Anchor and Sangar, and that's a fact that is not lost on Ramin, who works through the tears. Heads turn away from this ceremony suddenly as the door to Moreno bangs open. Backlit by the light of day, we see the silhouette of a woman in the doorway, leaning against it and panting hard, as though having just run the entire length of the city. Dance Macabre rushes by the rows of bodies of the Sereno Ill into the ceremony at the back of this temple. She freezes at the back edge of the benches, her eyes and her skull mask stare in horrified belief at the body on the altar. Her gaze sweeps slowly over the scene and stops as she catches sight of Jules. Where does she see you, Jules? Jules is in the, the back row, as far in the corner as he can be. And I am curious, what expression do you wear as the service is performed before your eyes? Absolutely no expression. It's a, a face that's defeated and eyes that are lost. And while we're here... Where do we find Crispin and Dresden? Um, Crispin's sitting among the hostages, the former hostages. I think Dresden is one or two rows ahead of Jules, in line with him. We see Dance, without a word, moving around the back of the benches, moving to you, Jules. She leans to you, or beside you, and throws her arms around you in a tight and powerful embrace. Do you embrace her back, or do you just... No, but Jules does. He maintains his blank, lost expression, but slowly cocks his head to meet hers. I think your eyes just lock for a long moment as she slowly pulls away from you. We see her hand just slide down your arm, her fingers lingering over yours as she turns away from you, turning her attention towards the front, towards Zebulon. Rin and Ramin finish their respective rituals and step away. Zebulon's body, still faintly glowing, lies alone at the altar before the crowd. And I think it is now that we see Jules rising from his seat. She begins to his slow approach towards the altar sliding his loot from his back and into his arms. I think as he's walking up, you know, his, his face isn't changing, and he's walking extremely slow, and every once in a while stops and takes a, a half step back like he doesn't want to doesn't want to get there. Sorry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need this. And finally he, he makes it up, goes around Zeb's body, and places a hand on his chest lowers his head down and then it slowly raises back up Stuff that morning, remember? 
She told me. She told me you promised her you can't go back on that. That's not what families do. Tell me why, Zeb, why? Someone tell me. Let's um let's take a quick break. Yeah. We'll open on a scene sometime later. As far as how long later, we'll worry about that later. Time matters in this arc, but I'm of course gonna make some leeway here and we're gonna get this all figured out afterwards. Because we're not skimming over all this. With this initial ceremony completed, Zebulon's body has been taken to await transfer to the Radiant Citadel where he will be delivered to his loved ones and celebrated again in a much grander affair. With him gone from the altar, I think this temple, at least the benches, that the, the sort of back of it, have largely been cleared out. People just getting back to the streets, back to their homes, back to their life. But we see a group sitting silently at the front bench of the temple now. Crispin, Dresden, Dance, Ramin, Jean Franklin, and Jules. Together, alone. Uh, a voice suddenly breaks this somber silence as Jamal comes up to your side, Jules. Hey, hey, um, I just want to say that I owe my life to you. To the three of you. And to, uh, to him. I won't forget what you did. Ever. None of us will. So, I know it's a bit late, but... I want to get you some breakfast. The most important meal of the day. <laughs> sorry, 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 that's a, a callback to the last time we... we uh... Nice. <laughs> Pangolins know how to cook? Jamal retreats and leaves you all alone. And I'll ask, amongst this group, who do you think breaks the ice? Oh, jeez, well, I know who it's not. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, I mean, where's Crispin at? Is that, is that? Crispin's embarrassed and ashamed because one of his tasks was to protect Xena's, uh, sorry, yeah, well, Xena's sons, Sholay's uh, grandsons, which he spectacularly failed at. Well, half failed. So far, half failed. I didn't even think... Oh, yeah, Arhalon's out there somewhere. Oh, jeez. Oh, shit. And uh, I'll say this. Uh, actually, you know what? Only Zebulon knew that. Never mind. The information's lost the time. I was going to say that <laughs> the listeners might know that Shelley mentioned that Arhalon was yeah. sent to Sansatian to assist mm-hmm. the Sereno ill. But he's not here in Moreno, and that's where he would be. Right. So something hmm. went awry. Um, yeah, I- I- I'm sorry. There's just no way that, that Crispin's going to break the silence here. He's, he's a quiet guy to begin with. I think it's either Jean or Dance or Ramin. Oh, yeah, made me do the work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You know what? I, I like that. I like that because I think it actually is Dance. I think she's sitting beside you, Jules, and she turns to look at you. When I, when I heard what happened, I was waiting at the Marvel Arena in Fiesta Town for the battle. I heard there was a, some kind of attack here. In the old city, I, I thought I heard my people were dying, and I fled as soon as I could. I ran the city's length. I should have been here. It was my job. These are my people to protect, and it's just like then. It's just like the fire. Zebulon taking charge. Zebulon saving lives that I could not. I'm sorry I was not here. I, I no. had my reasons for no. going, in, but... No. None of this was your fault. You're here now. And that matters. I'm glad. I... I had expectations. I had hopes. There was much I could gain from... 
much we could gain, our, our city could gain from me. I should not have fled, but I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. What do we do? I don't know what to do. When... When I heard of the sapphires fall, when Mateo died, I was broken. He was everything to me. He was everything to us, to the city. He took on the luchador guise of Demilit. She became a luminary in honor of Moreno, in honor of her. She points towards the image of La Catrina, the spirit of death. Because he wanted to stand up for us, bring our plight into the light. He'd been building fame for that. And I wanted so badly to find out what happened to him to avenge his death. That's where I was on Sosanko when I met you. You and Zebulon. And ever since, I've seen things differently. Revenge does not honor Mateo. Carrying on his will does. And so I came back here to help my people. And I'm going to keep helping my people. For him and for Zebulon, who died to protect them when I was not here. That is my answer, Jules. And I don't know if it's yours or if it helps you at all to hear it, but that's my answer. She's right. Crispin stands up. We should do exactly what Zebulon would want us to do. And? Just bitterly, Jean Franklin looks towards you. What do you think that would be? Hmm? Have you asked him? He was supposed to be my guide. So what are we supposed to do when we can't ask him? Where to go? I... Stupid, stupid. He just kind of stands to his feet and kind of walks away from you guys and kind of into his own sort of corner. I don't... I don't know Zebulon like... like you all did. I imagine you could channel what you know of him and decide what is the best course of action. I really hope you guys are right. Because right now, all I want to do is kill them all. Every last one of them. My mother, my cousin. What of your father? Is he a part of this? Because he is here, in the city, on the hill. You do not know. I don't care. No, no, you should... I should tell you something. My reasons for entering Hogfight... It was not to gain fame, though becoming a luminary would be a shoo-in if I had succeeded and I could have carried on Mateo's will, but no, there's more to it. Even more than the money that I could have brought to our people here. The winner of the fight, they would have been invited to Papaloti on Hill. I fucking did it. Sorry. Got it. I noticed it. <laughs> high five. I noticed it. Give me a high five. I need this. I need this. Thank you so much. High five. All right. <laughs> to the estate of Itzmin del Prado. The CEO of Marfil, the Tresena, will be there, the city's leaders, and your father, Samuel Doroche, is their guest here. He will be there too. I need to talk to Itzmin. I... Nobody has seen him. He is reclusive, enigmatic, but I have a theory. I think... I think he is held captive by the Tresena. They use him, they use his factories to abuse our people for their own wealth and gain. But maybe he knows something. If I could have just gotten to... But that's gone. I'm, uh... Not much for politics. But, uh... Jules, I know that you're sick. And there are a lot of people sick here. We can still save them. Yes. Serano. It's linked to its men, to the Tresena, to all of them. They did not want me to win. Hogfight. Uh, there were supposed to be others with me. Three others. All of them sick. All of them taken by Serano. And two nights ago, me and Armin were walking the streets. He felt an evil presence and pushed me aside. A foul wind took him and he... She looks at him and Ramin, still just staring at the floor, looks... Emaciated, looks sick. I think there are answers there, on the hill. At the very least, they are here in the city. Whatever's causing this is in the city. Please, Jules, please. I know it hurts, but I need you. Okay. I'll come with you. 
and if you think that if you think that they're trying to cover this up to Sarah now, I'll go with you too. I think Ramin finally speaks, just staring towards the floor. I asked you before, what are you doing here? And I never got a, an answer. Looks towards you, Jules. Why are you here? What brought you to Sansetian? What brought you to Rosas to speak with Serapio? You seemed you had a, a mission of some importance. Did Jules have the flyer? I think Jean might have had yeah, it, Jules at least Jean. at one point. I don't know if he was the last one to have it. Because okay. I know we we're here to investigate a lot of stuff, but the second that we saw that, that flyer, it became about, for Jules, Yeah, it became about one thing. Yeah, we were sent to yeah. investigate Sereno, and yep. then the flyer happened pretty quickly. Yep. So, wait, what, who did we just say had, had the flyer? Uh, either Jules or Jean. I think, okay. I, I'm guessing it's Jules. I think Jules okay. would have held on to that. Yeah, it, yeah. so... Jules silently reaches into his pocket and pulls out the wanted flyer and passes it to Ramin. I think before he, he kind of weakly reaches out towards it, before he gets it, it's just snatched very fast by dance. Serapio. You dealt with Serapio? You... And she like opens the flyer and looks at it for a moment. This, even for him, this is despicable. When I see that man, just rapidly rolls it up and like, like hands it towards you. Do you know this child? He's my family. And he's here. I have reason to believe. And he's hunted. Six hundred gold. Someone in power wants him gone. This could be a link too. This could mean something. And we cannot stand idly by and let this happen. Time is running out. We must speak with Serapio. Crispin's paying attention to this as well because he was he was tasked to investigate the bounty um, by Shole, but didn't know who the target was or that they were connected at all. Well, uh, where do we go first? I think I'll answer that question for you. A nervous energy suddenly begins to fill this great interior of this building as the door at the far back groans open. We see a number of the the robed um, acolytes of Lakatrina turning and looking. We see even figures down their beds turning over as this anxious energy just fills the space. And we see a group of three moving into this temple, pushing towards the altar at the far back, very casually, pushing towards you. And as any of you glance behind, you will see the man himself speak of the devil half-tiefling Serapio, backed by a cold-eyed woman and a massive mustache of a man. As he gets close, the smell of, smoses, uh, smell of roses grows strong. You can see he holds a bouquet of the very flowers in his arms, wearing a, an expression of such solemn grief. Dance shoots up to her feet, immediately turning on the intruder, furiously. Serapio, you dare to show yourself here! My Sikabella, I'm only here to pay my specs to the fallen, a hero of the old city. I understand your anger at me. As this is happening, Jules realizes it's him. Ooh. Bursts up. You! You! And then he starts running at Serapio. You could have fucking helped us! I see. Somebody hold me back. And nobody's holding me back. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I'm yeah. going to go in for a fucking strike. I, 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 I mean, we'll, I, I, we'll try. Yeah, I considered There's it, and then, and then I was like, I'm going to let it happen. But but yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, um, somebody's yeah, got to hold me back. Crispin will jump up and and try to grab you. Uh, only issue is that in his uh, his little form, I don't know exactly how well he'll do. I think Ramin's going to help, so take the help action on this. Um, As, as Jules runs by Crispin, he's going to dive at his feet try to try to grapple and try to stop his feet from moving. Look at who you're rolling against. And I got a pretty good athletics. Me too. Plus one. <laughs> I have <laughs> plus six with advantage. What the fuck? Alright. Nat 20. Here we go. I got eight. That's, that's 18 plus 6 without even taking advantage. Easily you stop, Jules. Ramin goes the by your side. It was a 19. <laughs> so yeah, you're fine. Let me have my moment. They both, both grab his Jules. 
And Serapio just kind of looks at you. Coxus, almost a half smile. <sighs> I did not help. Perhaps if you'd taken up my offer in the first place. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> Gabriella, I had sent for these men to come and help you in the hogfight. My gift to you, my gracious, gracious gift. And they spat on my arrangement. They spat on it all. Perhaps this is what they get for turning their backs on the city. Oh, so, you he, hear, so he's got my feet. Can I cast a spell? Uh, Sure. I will say, before you cast a spell, you do hear a... Hang on. As dance full slaps Harapio across the face. Okay, in that case, I'll say I bring my hand up, and as I see that, I pull it back down. I don't care about the hogfight. Where were you when our people were dying here? You preach revolution, and you stand to the side like a coward when our oppressors kick down our doors and shed innocent blood. And now, I hear you've been denying sleeping medicine to the people. You are a villain, Serapio. I am not denying medicine to anyone. Well, just one. Just this outsider. This werewolf in sheep's clothing. She's pointing toward Dramine. This man you so fully trust. If I did not expect himself to hold and hoard such a bounty, I... For the last time, Serapio, there is nothing romantic between me and Ramin, just as there is nothing romantic between me and you. Ooh. Well. Okay. He just kind of goes quiet, like bites his lip. Huh. Now, you're going to tell me everything. Everything you know about this. And she reaches out to you, Jules. Reaches for the scroll. I'll give it to her. She unfurls it. I see. I slicker to you. This is why you came to me. This is why you came to my office earlier today. Jules doesn't respond, just keeps staring. What does it do you? You want the money? Fine. It's an absolute mess anyway. War out there. I could use fresh blood. It's a child, Serapio. You don't understand revolution dance. You've never been willing to go far enough. You want to stop those with money and power. You befriend them. You gain your own money. You gain your own power. And when they don't expect the knife in their back, that is when you plunge it and turn it. So yes... I have posted a bounty for Samuel LaRoche. Call it off. Crispin says from the ground with his arms <laughs> wrapped around Jules' legs. <laughs> uh, call off the bounty on the boy. You're trying to start the revolution, but you become the very thing you're trying to take down. And that's all you are. A thing. And you will be squashed if you don't come to your fucking senses. Roll an insight check. I'm going to two. Damn it. Two, two. You have a good insight. I want that. Eleven. Thirteen. Okay. Don't worry about it. I can't call it off anyway. It's too late. They're already in the field. You coward. It's too late. The hunters are already out. They've gone to the borderlands. The last known location was Milzapur. If it's too late for him, that means it's too late for you. Wait, wait, wait. You know where he is? We know the direction. General location. I don't know if he's been found yet. It's... Tell me. It's gone to hell. Tell me! Look, something out there has been slaying the hunters I've sent. Some hulking, winged figure. Some monster of the night. I don't care. Do you want to save him? I'll let you go. I will tell you what I know. It's out of my hands. You are already a rebel to the LaRoche family. They won't think of me as an ally to you, and so my place is secured. The last I heard, some great demon in the borderlands was slaying the hunters. I've heard recently that the creature has been wounded during an attack, has retreated to the town of Mizapur to lick its wounds, and the remaining hunters I have sent are banding together to slay the monster before continuing their pursuit of the half-orc child. You want to stop the hunters? They'll all be together, and this creature may know something. I, I, I thought you knew where the boy was. I know he is in the borderlands, that's it. The last I've heard, he was moving east from Hollow. All right. Can we do a little table talk and, and figure out yeah. exactly what that means to us? Yeah. Yeah. 
So give us the names of these towns again. Okay, so the town of Milzapool is far to the in the eastern borderlands, far to the east to the northeast of Santian City. Now, when you were coming down towards the city, there was a point where the road sort of split. There was a, an old sign. I think the sign actually I didn't mention this, but like there was another name there, sort of faded out. Uh, you might might have been able to read the name Pontezuela, but it was sort of scratched out, and the name Hollow was carved in its place. Um, that was one branching path. The other branching path led you to Santian City. Now, Serapio is saying that the half-orc child was last seen, the last known location when this bounty was given, was that the child was heading east into the borderlands from Hollow. Hollow is to the okay. north of the city. So he mentioned another town called Milzapool. And I will say, maybe you know maps, maybe someone will point it out to you. Uh, Milzapool is far to the east of Hollow, far to the northeast, northeast of Santetian City. Another very small, small, just borderlands town. That's where the hunters are gathering. Whether or not the child is near there, it's a, it's a, it's a big maybe. But it's, it seems like something strange has been happening. You may have another enemy in the field. You may have an ally in the field. You hear a sound of a great winged creature in the night, and it might remind you of a certain thing that you dealt with not too long ago. I'll add it to the uh, Sunstown map on um, Roll20 as well. Oh, okay. Perfect. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like, like a triangle? You say, let's say one is to a short ways to the, almost directly north of the city, Hollow is, where Millsapool's very far away to the east, like uh, almost a day's travel. So that's like diagonal up. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's talk the actual mechanics of what's happening right now, uh, because I want, you know, basically everyone to be on the same page with this. Dance has been saying that there is something happening in the city, that there's some great conspiracy is causing Sereno. Jewel, Sereno is still coming to kill you killing Rami and killing a lot of people. This needs to be stopped, and she believes wholly that the answers lie in the city, perhaps on Papalotian Hill. But Miskin is the reason you came here in the first place, and now you know he is far outside the city. And I think all of you would, would, would slowly gather this, that there's not time to do both as a group. You will need to split. Let me open up the map for you. I mean, we we all know where Jules is going, right? After after just losing Zebulon, there's no fucking way he's gonna let another one go. Sorry, I'm, 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 I'm GMing, layering them now, so yeah. you'll see them. Hollow is here. Okay. Millsapool is here. Oh wow! Okay. Holy Way shit! Way off in the Maguey Valley. Wow. Okay. And let's and let's go over again. Um, who is who was where? Just so I can I can now put names to it. Okay, so Hollow is where 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 uh, Miskin was apparently last seen heading to the east, heading into the borderlands from Hollow. That's all that they know going into the hunt. Right. So all the bounty hunters moved into the borderlands, moved into the Mogwai Valley, around the territory of Milzapool. Or, or sorry, Milpazul. I've been saying it wrong. I'm a doofus. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Shit. Uh, around Milpazul, some creature has been slaying the hunters in the night. Apparently it was wounded and apparently it's been tracked to Milpazul and all the hunters are gathering around the town to finally kill this thing. Okay. So they can resume so, the hunt unbothered. Okay. okay, so the owl thing, the hunters, and presumably Miskin are all in the direction of Milzapool. That sounds dangerous as Milpazul. fuck. Milpazul. Mil- Milpazul. Let's say it ten times all together now. I'm never going to say All together now. Yeah. Milpazul. 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 All right, sorry. <laughs> Milpazul. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, Jeremy, he will be our leader. Um, I think Serapio just takes you in. So, are we done here? You better take a good, hard look in the mirror, or else I'm coming back for you. My good friend, I spend much time in front of my mirror. He gives you this, like, real snarky smile. Sorry for you. His eyes flicker to dance. I will see you later, Gabriella. You cannot evade me for long. All of the finest things in this city I will have before long. You've got to earn the girl. You can't buy her. Crispin says as he stands up and dusts himself off. I think he just glances at all of you, raises his gloved hand, and almost like a, a, a sort of easy, casual wave as he turns around and begins to walk away. 
his small retinue following him, Dance just standing defiant before him, staring after him, just daggers into his back as he vanishes out the door and back into the old city. His kingdom. So, Serapio is gone. And it's time for decisions. There are two objectives, it seems like. Jules, you seem like you've made your mind up. Mm-hmm. Everyone looks to you. Welcome to being the face of the group. Dude, seriously, yeah. Welcome to... <laughs> uh, You're carrying the show on your Jules. shoulders, you sad, sad... Man, I'm so scared for you. <laughs> uh, Jules looks to dance, and his eyes turn to almost a, a, a pleading stare. I can't lose another one. You don't have to. This could be connected anyway. Samuel Roche posted the bounty. All of this is connected. And you will not go alone. Jules, will you take me by your side? Oh, I'll take you. (laughs) 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 So many emotions in this episode. All over the place. (laughs) What a range. (laughs) Uh... He doesn't nod or say yes. He just stares and says, Thank you. Crap. What, here comes Crispin to poop on it all? No, 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 no. I mean, the, the group, ha- I, I think we all know the group has to split up. Yeah. And I'm trying to decide where Crispin's going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, because God, wouldn't it be awkward if Crispin and Dresden, or sorry, Jules and Dresden went to the same place? Yeah. Well, let me ask yeah. before you make your choice. Where's Dresden I going? Think, I mean, I I don't think Dresden would go with Jules to begin with. Well, that's your choice. I, I think I think he is much more. I, I think he'd probably stay and do what he can. If here. I if I might uh, make an addition to the scene, sure. I think for the first time in a very long time, a voice finally breaks in the corner. I'm I'm not coming with you, Jules. As Jean Franklin steps forward. If I've heard right, Sarano, this sickness, whatever's causing it, and we know, we've seen what's causing it, it's here in the city. I don't understand these talks of winged demon out there because it's here. It's affecting people here. I have lost. You're the only friend I have left in this world, Jules. I will save you. And he turns to uh, he turns to Dresden. You... You want to save him too, right? You will you join me? Please, I can't do it alone, but I'll be here. You're not alone. I've got a lot of responsibility, Jules, to uh to solving these problems here on Sansetian. I've got no right asking you to come. I can't watch you go through it again. I uh I know loss. I'd like to go. Okay. We can uh, leave the uh, city business to these fine folk here. I feel uh, a little more comfortable outside the walls anyway. As for his part, Ramin stands up, looks between the two groups like he's just so torn, and then dance nods. Ramin, I'll be gone from the city. They will need a light in my place. Stay. Help them here, please. And he nods and turns towards Dresden and Jean Franklin. And I think that's everyone decided. Holy shit. So doing some calculations, I believe right now the time would be, if you think this is fair, about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Everything with Justin ended around 11.30. The funeral would have started maybe... Started getting set up a half an hour later. We'd be really getting full swing an hour later at 1230. Wrapped up around one. And now an hour later is where we find our party here having this conversation. Two o'clock. It is about 15 miles to Milpazul. So about a seven hour walk. Night falls at eight o'clock. And at that time, Sereno will strike again. Your exhaustion jewels will return as what all means, but he won't be in that group. He won't be the one leaving. That's the one thing I will say. Likely before you reach Milpazul, 
you'll be dealing with the effects of Sereno, and they will worsen. But I got no buts. That's <laughs> sorry. So let's see here. Well, I mean, I don't know that I could argue that it would be very restful, but we've at least passed enough time for a short rest. That's true. I'd allow it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, then if that's the case, let's talk about how far a wild-shaped Crispin could get towards Mealpazul. So going with Crispin, we have Dance and Jewels, correct? Uh, yeah, that's the tricky part. Both of which aren't very heavy. I was like, if Jean Franklin was there, you're in trouble. Sure. He's a heavy boy. I think you could carry, on, on, if you're going horse again, you can carry both of them. And I will say, I don't want to go all crun- number crunchy because I don't feel like it. If you're going to use an actual like slot, that'll get you a good a good start on the way to Milpazul. I would cut off maybe an hour and a half to two hours. I'll get you there right as the sun is sinking, but you'll have time where day will still be like active. You will not be dealing with Sereno when you reach whatever situation is waiting for you there. Cause okay. you know, something yeah. is happening. Okay. Yeah. Right. So, so he, he would be, he would be horse shaped for an hour cause it's his, uh, his Druid level, half his Druid level rounded down. So that'd be an hour. So like you said, if you don't want to get too crunchy into, Ooh, how fast couldn't a horse go? If you have a horse traveling this way, you know, <laughs> right. And, Sar- and Sereno's traveling that way. <laughs> Sereno's intercepting a 95 degree angle right. at six miles per hour. But don't, what for- hit? but don't forget if you roll a natural one while you're on the horse. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh no, no. Oh my gosh. So, so I guess that's, that's fair. If you're going to say that we can right. get there before right. nightfall. If yeah. you're rolling that one, can I just have you sneeze and turn to a horse? Is that? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, right. God. You, you always have a horse at the ready now. You, don't have, to, you don't have to fabricate I mean, I away. I, mean, I, don't have to, I don't have to roll for wild shape, but I'll, I'll roll. No, you don't. No. I just mean any natural one ever oh. that anyone makes, and you just turn to a horse oh, and kick them. <laughs> Sorry. Um, all right. Geez, I've already used all my hit die, so I guess I'm just going to take a short rest and regain my wild shape. So that's the thing. You realize... You wild shape, you can get everyone to Milpazul just before dark, which means you'll have time to accomplish something at least before Sereno strikes at Jules. But you need to leave now. Now. Well, uh, the day is short, Jules, and uh, I think it's time. Yeah. Let's go. Now I can get you there before the sun goes down, and before the sickness, uh, well, takes his toll. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, good luck. Good luck to you two. You tree. Dance looks at Dresden. You want to save Jules? You need help. Go to Salazar. Remember the words: "Only the dead are free." I still remember that. Well, only Jules knew this. I, I, that's true. Oh yeah, that's but yeah, true. But, yeah. but I've been waiting for the time to fucking say it. Hell yeah. Say it again. Only the dead are free. Speak to an olvidado that rests at the main building. And Paloma will help you. The resistance will help you. And whatever you do, do not trust Serapio. He speaks of resistance, but he is a snake. Of course, you have, you have seen this. And she breaks eye contact with you, Dresden. Dresden just gives her a nod. Jules. John Franklin moves up to you. Just be careful, okay? I think Jules grabs the back of John Franklin's head. I need you too. You stay safe. And he's going to try to pull him in for a hug. I what does John Franklin do? I think there's a bit of resistance almost at first. Like, I, I, uh, and he... And it's like a real hug. It's not like a... It, it, it's not just some joke, I got you to hug me. It's, it's, it's a genuine... I, I would hope that... John Franklin can feel that it's a genuine connection. His arms are like almost stammering to the side, slow to move at first, and they wrap around you, strong tortle muscles holding you in, pushing you towards his shell, and he just says, You're my best friend. I... I damn it. <laughs> I'm not good at this. This isn't... I don't do this. But damn it, you're my best friend, Jules. And I, I will save you. I will. I will save you. I think at that moment, Jules 
backs off from the hug, still kind of holding John Franklin's shoulders. Save me. Please. I need you alive. <laughs> anyway, when this is done... I got you back. I'm a, a sidekick. Without a luminary. And, well... No, you're not. You got me. He smiles and he steps away. Steps back. Do you guys take to the steps of Moreno and leave? Yep. Yeah. It's time to book it. Yeah, we're going to step outside and Crispin will wild shape. Check that off. Okay. We see a horse take form. Dancing jewels go over the top, you know, jump on the back and you start galloping through the streets. People, you know, sort of making a way for you as you push your way through the city towards, uh, actually there is a, there's a gate out of the city in the old, in, in Los Gavilanes that will lead you straight to the northeast to the borderlands. Mm, a shortcut. Yeah. So you are very, very swiftly, you find yourselves riding across the dusty desert, pushing on towards a sinking sun, whatever lies far to the northeast. We cut away from you back to the church. Let's go back into camera mode, right? Let's go back to slow camera moving down on Jean Franklin, who turns, uh, sort of facing us, facing his new compatriots, Dresden and Ramin. Well, so, where do we start? Anyway, and as he's facing you guys, facing away from the doorway into the great church, against this great light, we see a silhouette step into frame. Just a vague figure. Did they say anything? There you are, Tadpole. Jean's eyes go wide. Mouth drops slack as he slowly turns to face the figure. And we'll call it there!